I just want you guys to know that we represent all the parents, all the moms. That's a part of University of Texas football. Longhorn Nation, we're back! All right, y'all, welcome back to yet another episode of Fire the Cannon. I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire the Cannon, part of the 1012 Podcast Network. Today we have a special episode, and we know last season when we made this episode, it blew up, everybody loved it, and we had so much positive feedback, and we've been ready to bring this back, so this is the perfect time, the Football Mamas episode. It's our mama's (laughs) Yay, welcome mamas. We're going to introduce them to you because we're so excited to have them. We have Chantrell Jameson, Mama of Shark Five, Deshaun Jameson. Welcome, Chantrell. Woo! Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We have Yolanda Wells, Mama of Vernon Broughton. It's it's Mama B in the house, y'all. Hey. <laughs> yes, and new new Mama to the Longhorn family. But y'all know where if you're on Twitter already, Doctor April Finkley, <clears throat> mother of Just Finkley. Welcome. Hey y'all. Thank you ladies for being here. We know you're busy mamas. Thank you for being here. We love it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we love it. So we're going to jump right in. We've, we've talked about it a little bit. You know, we, we know and love y'all. I mean, active on social media. It is so much fun to watch progress and listen, I know this is overstepping, but it's like, we kind of feel like we've been there with you through the recruiting process and through the decision-making. And we were so thrilled when everybody jumped in. So we just want to say, like, just give you a quick minute when we, we talk into and jump into the recruiting process, we want a little bit of y'all's backgrounds for that, right? Because you're the mama bears. You look out for your kids. <laughs> you look out for what's going on. So tell you what, Chantrell, let's start with you. Can you give us a little bit of your background and, and where you're coming from as that mama bear? Well, with us, with, when DJ decided to, uh, well, when he started getting recruited, at first he wasn't one of those kids that no university really wanted, only because of his height. And he didn't realize the the shock that he had in him that he was ready to play and as the process went by we my husband mostly told him just tell everybody remember your name and so one of the coaches I can remember told him that he wasn't going to be able to play on his team because of his height and so my son so DJ said well just remember my name and maybe my I'm gonna say maybe a few months later when he realized who he was then he come back and say, well, do you mind if I offer you a scholarship? And he said, I remember I told you to remember my name. And the coach said, yes. He says, like, don't worry about it. I'm okay. He said, I'll be all right. And what he did was he took that and pretty much just saying, okay, this is what the coaches think of me. This is how they feel like I'm going to be this type of athlete. I'm going to have to prove them wrong. So what, what we did was we more, in, you, you got to be more encouraging to your kids. Because sometimes now these kids are more sensitive than what we were when we were 
getting recruited when we were um, even job wise, we always were stronger than what our kids are now. So we just have to just keep in mind that they are totally different from how we were. And so we just told him to keep going out there, working hard, prove yourself, prove it to yourself first, because you can't prove nothing to nobody, but prove it to yourself first and just be more proactive with them, with the recruiting. And make sure that you talk to the coaches, make sure that, you know, you're you're giving your child to these co- this university for four years. So you want to make sure that you're more in depth with it and take all your visits and understand the recruit process. Because while you, you know, explain to your child, you're not the only one that's being recruited. And that you have to make sure when you're being recruited, sometimes it may be hard and it's not disrespectful, but sometimes call a coach out and say, well, coach, you said I was going to do this. You said I was going to do that. And let them know that you listen to everything that they said, because sometimes coaches say one thing and then do something else once you don't sign, because once you sign, that's it. So just be more as a parent, what I did was, and my husband and I did, was more in depth with everything that he did. And each phone call that came through, each email, everything, you have to be more in depth with, with, with recruiting. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Like something you talk about, I mean, he's still developing as a young adult, right? And right. you're right. There's a lot of coaches out there. Some of them have really great intentions. Some of them, it's just about getting a body on the team and, and it's a transactional thing. You know, so I think that's a really interesting insight to say, oh, look, like, yeah, we worry about what's being said to my son in this process. Is it, is it genuine, you know, worry? Is it genuine request from my son or is it just a transactional thing? I think that, I think that's an important question to ask. Um, you know, Mama B, we've, we've talked about this a little bit. You have a great background. Um, of course, you're Mama Baron. We know that girl, but <laughs> You are also a D1 coach and like you see it from all sides. Can you give us a little bit of your background and kind of your experience watching from that perspective and how you got involved with recruiting? First of all, I just want to acknowledge, I know it's only what three of us or maybe four of us potentially on this podcast, but I just want you guys to know that we represent an entire, uh, we, we represent all the parents, all the moms, um, that's a part of University of Texas football. So, um, you know, none of us have, you know, big eyes or little T's or whatever. I just want you to know we represent all of us because um, we're all praying for our team. We're all uh, encouraging our guys. So I just wanted to be clear that this is a platform from all of us, you know, Thank it's a you. few of us here, but we represent all the parents. So, Thank um, you. no problem, but just, um, we, okay. Where do I start? Let everybody know the multiple hats you're wearing yeah, as a mama. You're not just what well, you are the mom of an athlete, but you, you're an athlete yourself. You're a coach yourself. So let everybody know your background and that you have, you're coming from multiple positions when you speak. Yes, I, um, Mama is at a basketball game right now. And this is how busy these women are. She is at a basketball yes. game right now, but yes. she's kind enough to step aside and talk with us. Thank you. So just, you know, I'm a, I'm a former athlete, um, Kodak All-American myself. Wow. Um, I grew up in an athletic household, so, um, I was supposed to be a sports psychologist and 
I think it came in a different form of, of coaching. So, but nevertheless, um, I have coached, I have um, roughly 24 years of professional experience on the collegiate level. And um, it's, it's, it's been a ministry for me. So to touch young people's lives and to uh, enhance their lives through coaching. And so um, this, I'm very passionate about it. I love sports, period. I really love the game of basketball. But um, like I said, I genuinely have a ministry because I know we can reach kids there, uh, reach student athletes there. We can impact their lives as a, uh, as a visionary coach. So uh, like I said, I'm a former athlete. I've coached the game. I've coached uh, women's basketball. Um, I've been at a plethora of schools, um, had an opportunity to work with Van Chancellor and go to the, um, when I was at LSU and we took over the program shortly after a brief instinct, but nevertheless, we went to the final four that year. And then I became a head coach, um, shortly after that, my career began as a head coach because it was coaching AAU and it just it just wow. kind of took off from there but I, I have a lot of strong ties here in Texas and throughout the country uh, I've been invited to coach collegiate men <laughs> what you go girl Maybe my calling right there uh actually received a, a a job offer a couple years ago to to a school in Kentucky I'm not going to call them out but um <laughs> I'm grateful. Hey, coach, how you doing? But uh, grateful for the opportunity. And um, I absolutely love the game and, again, impacting young people's lives. So, and now, you know, proudest middle school. <laughs> I think my career went the other way, but uh, I just stepped away from the game because I needed to impact my children's lives. And as a single parent going through a divorce, I needed to give more to them than I was uh, in my profession. So um, not, too, uh, not too bad, you know, they've, they've all become division one athletes and pretty proud of it. So thank God. It is. Well, I know uh, Yolanda too, quickly, you are known for your inspiration. Like we're friends on Facebook and you inspire people with your morning walk videos and, and, and your healthy eating and, and keeping your friends accountable and on track. And that's a huge thing that you're doing to share Thank you. and that knowledge and, and to get other people inspired. I, I love it. it. It makes me, you all get out of bed, get up, let's go. And I'm like, Oh man, okay. I better get up in this mama beast and get up. Thank you. Keep, keep inspiring us. Thank you. All right. all right. One more introduction. And we had shark mama Chantrell who's been to Texas for a while. Mama B who's been here a couple years now. And we have to introduce the newbie on the block. Dr. April Finkley, Mama of Justice Finkley. Welcome. Let everybody know all about you. We're so happy you're here. Hey, y'all. I'm happy to be here, honestly. Um, but just a little bit, I guess, about myself and probably want to know more about justice in the recruiting process. Well, I will say this. Um, um, like Mama B, my life work has been about young people. 
This is year 23 for me in education. I started out as a high school teacher, so I know how to keep my ear to the playground. I, you know, try to stay in tune to what the young people are doing. But um, so this is your, my husband and I both are actually um, educators and we're both, he's an elementary. First of all, I work at central office now uh, in assessment, accountability and research, but we started out as classroom teachers. And so just um, always leading with the heart of um, making things happen for young people. Um, in terms of how we kind of marry that with Justice being this athlete, just like I'm sure the other moms, we started out park ball. Like we put, uh, you know, from soccer to baseball, Justice was a wrestler, um, awesome heavyweight wrestler. Uh, then football came along and, and so um, his recruitment actually started ninth grade. And it took us by shock, really. You know, he got his first offer as a freshman from an SEC school. And wow. then he got another one. Yeah, he did from LSU. And then he ended up getting off, I think, UAB and then Tennessee. And I was like, wait a minute, whoa. <laughs> you know, my husband, we were looking like, there may be something to this. Like, we know he's a good athlete. He's just a natural athlete. But other people are seeing this at a level that we didn't have it any experience with. So what we did was we brought our experience as educators into the picture. That helped us. Um, when he started getting those offers as a freshman, I called up his counselor and I, I'll, when I'm talking to other moms, I talk on the education piece because oftentimes you have a lot of athletes who are uber talented, but if you don't have that other piece, it can limit your opportunities as well. And I think a lot of times Hello. we don't realize that. <laughs> So yeah, just as a former school administrative, I've always been on the end where I'm looking at transcripts, I'm sending stuff off. And so when it came to my son, I was like, hey, I know how that works. So let me see how I can apply what I know on that. I mean, I know all the recruiting part of it, but I know that part of it. And so I called up his counselor and I said, hey, I want, he's in ninth grade. I want to put him on track for early graduation. He's mature. Wow. He can handle it. We've always preached academics for him. Um, he can handle it. And I want in, you know, three or four years when the opportunity comes for him to be able to turn it down, then for the opportunity to, to, to come and he, he's not prepared for it. And so he did it and he doubled up on classes and he did everything he needed to do to graduate early as a senior. And that was one about in the recruiting process. That was one of our strong asks, you know, that he early enrolled, um, so just, you know, bringing that piece, I think, to the recruiting process helped us because you can control what you can control. So that was a piece of it that we could advise him on. Um, and I have a philosophy. This is we didn't have a blueprint. And I'm sure, you know, some of the other moms may not have had a blueprint. And everybody's experience is different. But we did the best that we could with the tools that we had. But we tried to stay true to who we are and you know, the one thing is I always tell people, you basically teach people how to recruit you. You teach them what you value. You teach them, you teach them what you will accept, what you want and uh, accept. And so from that, we were always trying to be transparent and we would tell our son, hey, have those difficult conversations. Because when you operate out of integrity, when you're transparent, conversations are going to be easy because it is what it is. You said what you said, right? <laughs> so just try to be as honest and forthright as possible. Try to, you know, don't 
try to avoid any calls. If, if you're not interested, you're not interested. Always keep doors open. Always be mature about, you know, your responses and the relationships that you have with people. And so that would take away the awkwardness. So just in that whole process for us, it was really important that one, we guided him based on our experience in terms of the academic piece. Two, we still parented him through it because he's a kid. <laughs> um, for us, it was important. We wanted to talk to the recruiters. We wanted to talk to as an educator. I'm not calling your kid's house and talking to your kid every day and never speaking to the parent. No principal or a teacher should be calling your kid and you never talk to them. You wouldn't have that from your school. So why accept it from a college program when you're talking about your child's destiny? And so we found that there were schools who only wanted to talk to him, never wanted to talk to us. You don't have to talk to us all the time, but we want to meet you, right? We want to know who you are. And there were schools, and so it just kind of put a red flag. Why do you only want to talk to the kids? Um, and those end up falling off, you know, because again, you teach people how to recruit you. And so you're not for our family if you can never, ever speak to the, you know. So um, bringing that to the table, just bringing our values to the table and trying to bring a little wisdom to this thing because it's crazy, it's a lot. <laughs> I was so happy when it was over with because it is a lot. Um, and then just kind of keeping him grounded and keeping him emotionally healthy. And one thing, you know, because it's a blessing, but blessings can be heavy. Mm -hmm. And we allowed him that space. And so there were times when he was tired and I had to say, I understand because I would say other kids would love to have this hard decision. And I had to walk that back because I get it. It's a blessing, but blessings can also be, you know, it's a, it can be a cousin to a bird, you know, it can be heavy and giving him that space. Um, to have those feelings and to make his decisions. So we try to use that wisdom, try to guide him. But at the end of the day, just lead him to make the best decision that was that was right for him. And and, and we know that he did that. that good. That's so fantastic. So I think that's really wonderful. I agree, like I love the idea, like be involved, right? You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. There are going to be some folks. And I love what you said. It's a red flag when somebody doesn't want me involved with my kid. You know, at all yeah to that point too I think there is almost an opposite of that you know mm -hmm. mama shark you had that experience a little bit mm -hmm. where they almost they'd always contact you first instead of like when they're trying to get a hold of DJ they try to go through you every single time can you tell yeah, us well, most of the time most of the time when they do stuff like that and they feel like they can easily have the parent to talk to them Mm -hmm. to make them make that decision and not realizing that's their decision. And once they see that the parent is not really interacting with it, they kind of back off mm -hmm. and they kind of just like, well, I seem like I can't get through with a mom. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just not the, the phone calls will stop. And, you know, that's why you, you have to make sure you, you know, let your kids know when they call you, tell them to call us. We need to know who they are. We need to mm -hmm. know, need to know everything because they're not right. going to tell you because they know everything about you. But what do you really know about them? Mm -hmm. right. So that's, right. what you, that's what the first thing the kids have to understand. Have you know to learn how to say, okay, let me let me let talk to my mom. Let me let you talk to my dad. So where is that? You know they can understand and I can understand exactly what's going on and why you're recruiting me. Because if you ask them all, I'm going to say the same thing. Mm 
Correct. Correct. All I'm saying is same exact thing. And so it's just basically you just making sure that your kid understand that you, it's a recruitment. It's a recruitment. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of coaches that call and they don't really talk about really much or nothing. My question is his degree. <laughs> I love sports. But my main concern is his degree. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. Let's talk about schoolwork. Let's talk about his degree. What kind of degree, you know, if he said, I want to go to sports management, sports medicine, do you, your program offer this? And some of me, some of the coaches may say, I think we do. I'm not sure, but what? <laughs> you can still come and play with us. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, some of them, you know, just don't really, you know, understand how it's four years of your child life. Four years. And you want your kid to have this big opportunity to go to school for a scholarship, but also walk out of there with a degree. A lot right. of them think that it just made it just basically, oh, well, as long as he's playing football, he's fine. No, he walking out of there <clears throat> walking with a degree. <laughs> Correct. Correct. All right. So Yolanda, you've, you've done this on both ends, right? You've had the recruiters in your home and you've had to go and try to recruit young athletes to your program. Um, what advice do you have having been in both seats? Um, I, you know, I think the parents have really uh, said it. If you cannot recruit the family, I really don't, I wouldn't recruit a kid that I couldn't recruit their family. Because here's why. At the end of the day, you know, every day is not going to be peaches and creams. And so if, again, I said this is a ministry, okay? So when that child decides to make a, a poor decision, okay, I need to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, <clears throat> look, I choose so-and-so out. You know, I chastise them. But understand that we love them. I don't, I don't want to lose your child. And that's what I look for. And selfishly, um, I, I really believe we all have good kids, but I'm also privy to sometimes they make poor choices and bad decisions. Oh, come on, we and all I want that. that <laughs> I want that coach to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, Mama B, I need your help. Hey, whatever it takes, I'm on my way. You know, because... Um, as much as we want them to do the right thing and how we want them to do it the right way, you know, they, they, they got to make some mistakes and they got to have room for it. So I personally look for people genuinely, um, not only just to coach my child, but I look for mentorship that my son can pick up the phone and not only, you know, wait, we just lost, whatever, that my son can still have a, a, a male conversation and uh, with that gentleman or that coach and, and give them positive feedback. <clears throat> Believe you me, I mean, criticize too, but at the same time, let's teach, you know, they have to be taught. Um, so, you know, those are the type of things I look for. I think, too, right now, where we are with this um, millennial uh, class, it's too many, um, what you got, call these guys, the, the ones running seven on seven, okay? Right. Um, it's too many other under-the-cover people trying to step in for recruiting, 
Okay. That's not going to happen in my house. Um, people have tried it. They made several attempts, but at the same time, you got to get to know that parent because those coaches, some of these coaches out here and seven on seven or temporary coaches that come through um, that's trying to lead a kid to a certain school. These are the people I'm talking about. We haven't had that experience, but I'm hearing it from other kids um, and other student athletes. And I mean, from a wide range of sports, but again, at the end of the day, and I know, you know, very few kids may not come from a sound home and, you know, or in troubling situations, but again, um, we're, we're, we're not addressing the high school coaches. They're not getting enough credit. These high school coaches are busting their chops. They have a limited amount of time that they can work with our kids. And so a lot of these under the radar coaches, summer coaches want to take all the credit. And um, it's just a lot of that going on. And I hope that families um, really understand the, the recruiting process and <clears throat> what it takes and what they're looking for. And at the end of the day, because um, the, the ball will deflate, you know, whether it be a basketball, football, and you got to have something to fall back on to, you know, uh, my story is a little bit different, you know, as a former uh, basketball coach, former player, I raised my children as basketball players. Hey, I'm gonna give them every nugget I got. And so I asked my son, my son had not played football since fifth grade. So my son's second year of high school, so gung-ho, we all gung-ho on basketball, everybody's basketball, everybody's basketball. I don't know football to, you know, to lead them that way. But um, I knew my son needed to get a little bit tougher. So I'm a bear me says, give me one year of football, son, just one year. And I promise I won't ever ask you to play again. Oh, and God wow. is my witness to this. <laughs> Believe you me, Baylor was his first offer. Alabama was the second offer. We didn't win a game. Listen, I'm, I'm telling the truth. We didn't win a game that year. Um, actually, we didn't play but six football, maybe five football games because of Hurricane Harvey. Oh. So we really didn't have a season. And that's his first year to play football in his 10th grade year. And people are like, well, where's this film? Where's the film? You know, Hurricane Harvey came through. So, you know, we missed school and this, that, and the other. And it was truly a blessing just, you know, coming into an understanding football. And I'm like, do I really know basketball? Because, <laughs> you know, everybody's offering him and saying football this. And I'm like, okay, son, we got to switch, you know, switch gears. Uh, we got to go from, you know, basketball training to football training now. Hey, whatever it's going to take to get there. And so, um, but I am a believer in, irregardless of where you may start, you know, um, I know there's a lot of kids out here with a lot of experience, you know, at the end of the day, it's about continuing to work for it, working for anything that you want. And so, and that's why I'm so passionate about constantly putting those positive tweets out there because I've seen it. I mean, from the JUCO level, I've been on the NAIA level, I've been division one, uh, ranked top in the country, final four, this, that, and the other. And none of that means a hill of beans. If our kids aren't getting those opportunities and where they want to go, getting those opportunities that they want and us helping them to create the avenues to get there. So like I say, mine's a little different, but 
Hey, I'm, I'm real excited about where we are and uh, where we're going. At the end of the day, we chose Texas because I know it was gonna, I knew, my son knew, uh, it would open doors and opportunities for him in wanting to start his businesses uh, here in Texas and the things that, just having a degree from Texas. So being the premier school here in the state of Texas and, you know, membership does have, have its privileges. <laughs> I say it all the time. So, um, but we're excited. I'm really excited about the new coaching staff. I understand Coach Sark's vision and where he wants to go. Him and the entire staff, you know, we just want them to be successful and, and the kids to feel good about it at the end of the day. So, um, but it, it, it takes time. And I know some of our fans ramp and, you know, rave about this and that and the other. It takes time. I mean, I've seen it happen. And uh, so you just got to pack your patience and, um, you know, stay on the bandwagon and support coach and, and, and give them 200%. Let's, you know, and be there for them. So. Thank you, Yolanda. That, I like that you brought, you segued into the new coaching staff. So we'll, we'll start with Chantrell because your son, Deshaun Jameson, he's been with the coaching change and he made every all the Longhorns happy when he said he's going back for another year. We're excited to have him. But we'll ask each of you from the newbie who chose Texas with the new staff and to Chantrell, we'll start with you. Your son is coming back to back to this staff, back to Coach PKDC. Tell us what you know about what went into the decision to come for another year with the new staff. Well, with his, his first smile was, to be honest, he really wanted to leave. He really wanted to enter the draft and wanted to pursue his career as um, an NFL player. But once again, you have to think realistic. You know, is this something that you want to just go to university for four years and, and have an NFL career? Or do you want to have a degree and have an NFL career? You can have both. So you have to choose, you want to choose right now, or you want to choose later. And he felt um, choosing later will be his getting his degree, which he graduated May 22nd. Yeah. We should be excited about that. That's amazing. So, um, and he thought about the team. His mostly his his most thought was the team. What else can I do to help my teammates? You know, my right. brothers. Because he look at everyone as his brothers. I, I told him, I said, I understand how you're the only child and you have so many brothers that I don't know nothing about. So I try <laughs> to make sure I, I know who his brothers are, his brothers' moms are, dads are. And his big name was with Coach Shark. Um, Coach Shark actually sit down and I and my husband, we all sat down and we had a really good conversation with him um, before he made that decision. And we just let him know that, you know, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure coming from social media, coming from your coaches, coming from your friends, because everybody look at you supposed to be here at this point in time and not realizing this is not what God have for you right now. So once we sat down and we actually talked to him, we told him, you know, sometimes you have to just sit down and just think about what you want to do. Do you want to live rich or do you want to live comfortable? So he said, I want to live comfortable and I want to have a degree in his mindset is to really break the record 
um, for um, the kickoff return and punt return. And so he aiming for that, but um, his real big decision came in from Coach Shark and us as his parents and just ask him, what do you really want? You know, um, you can't really say what everybody else wants for you. It's got to be what Deshaun wants for Deshaun. We're going to leave the Shark Five alone. We're going to leave all the nicknames alone. That's what Deshaun wants. And he made the decision. And we didn't even know. We just just so happened uh, he was home for the weekend. And he came and he showed me the video. And I said, well, what that mean? And he was just like, my, it mean that I'm going back? I said, oh, well, I didn't get the email. And he was just like, no, just look at the video. And so the video was like unfinished business. And I said, well, when you have that unfinished business, you finish it. And so he said, I'm finishing May 22nd, 2022. That's, you. oh, that's so exciting. You'll be so proud when your kids graduate college. So um, your Deshaun's degree is going to be in? It has something to do with sports management. Oh, okay, that's, 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 that's no joke. That's that's, that's intense. That's gonna be awesome. And so when he comes back next year, he's gonna be enrolled in a grad program. Yes, because he's gonna graduate in May. He's graduating in May, and he's going back. He's going back. Yes, yes, and that's gonna be in communication. Oh, Love that's so good I'm for excited. Him. Yes, I'm yeah. definitely excited. So I told him, I said, just you, you have to think about, you know, stop thinking about right now. Think about your future. Because <laughs> you can't move back in. <laughs> so while, while we have you, you just mentioned about the shark mama, uh, the shark five stuff. Let everybody know because he's got stuff going on while he's still here. He's got some NIL stuff opportunities. Let people know how they can go get his gear and support him because you mentioned the, sh the shark five stuff. It's still big and people still love it. So how can they go support his gear and get his gear? Yes, well, we have, um, he have an online and it's called show5godaddy.com and he have hats, he have shirts, he have different, um, he have the collar shirts because a lot of people like collar shirts, t-shirts mm -hmm. and we have different designs. We have the hats, they come in different colors, black, gray and white and pretty much that's all he have for right now. He's trying to make it a little bit more bigger with pants and jeans and Ooh. socks and everything so he's into getting nets um done and getting designers and <clears throat> come up with something that everyone can wear i don't want it just to be for just kids i want it to be where adults can wear it as well and feel comfortable and like what they're wearing because i wanted to wear because i wear his gear pretty much every other day all right so i went to work and it, every every i'm gonna say maybe three times out the week i'm gonna wear a different shirt nice. a different hat and so when i walk up in there they don't even call me they don't even say chantrell hey shark five mama <laughs> so, i love it that's brandon girl that's yeah. brandon yeah all right yep. so people know where to yep. go shark five with godaddy.com and they can find all the gear all right yep. so april you're the new baby on the block you're I'm a newbie. Son, you gotta tell us first we're gonna tell us why your family chose texas but tell us right. about dropping off it kind of blew up on social media dropping, <laughs> your, dropping your baby boy off on campus tell us about it and then let us know what why texas let me tell you, I had to choke on my words because <laughs> everybody, because he was the only child for 16 years, right? And so we were his first playmates. We were, you know, this is, we're just very close. And so everybody's like, oh, you're going to be so sad when he leaves. I'm like, I'm not going to be sad because I've got this, we got a two-year-old and that's enough to keep me busy. 
And Justice is very plugged into mom. He'll he'll text me. I'll tell my executive director. He's texting me he's like, mom, you think I should get Taco Bell? Like little stuff. I don't know if you know the boy moms go through this, but they just text you little stuff. I'm like, he won't text me, ask me what to eat. So he'll be the coach's responsibility. Whew, I can't wait to drop him off. <laughs> and as soon as we pulled up and they opened up his door and they said, oh, they said, welcome home. I don't know where the tears came from, but it just, I, 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 it's, you can't even describe it because it was just spontaneous. It's just my heart just, oh gosh. And so they said, welcome home. I just was pitiful. And um, got out of the car and apparently we were outside of the car and he was like, mom, you know, it's it's okay. He's comforting me, but it was a mess. I think I've probably been crying since I dropped him off. I did better yesterday because we FaceTimed twice, but um, yeah, I I miss him. Daddy misses him. You know, it's our buddy. So, but we know that he told us, he said, I came here to accomplish some goals. So it's going to be fine because I have work to do. I'm here for a reason. And I understand that here, but the heart, right? <laughs> you know, my mind understands it, but it's mom, your heart, you know, it, it's all oh, goodness. So that was, that was something. And so he posted it, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're real proud of that, huh? <laughs> well, get ready. So. Cause when we have your, when you have your own network for the university, there's a lot of footage of a lot of stuff, which is great mm-hmm. because you're going to have so many memories captured yeah. all year long in HD. But tell us, again, <laughs> you, said, you said your son started getting offers from ninth grade. Yeah. How did you narrow mm-hmm. down to Texas as the choice? I mean, we've heard stories, right. but only hear it from mama. Well, one thing is, and I, I think I just mentioned this earlier, that we didn't have a blueprint. All we knew is to be ourselves and be our authentic selves. Because at the end of the day, you got to look at yourself in the mirror, right? And so um, with that came making sure that we use a lot of wisdom. And I, I make no you know, excuses or shame of that I'm a very faith, destiny-driven person. And so I teach that to my son, that you have a God-given destiny. And your choices can lead you towards that destiny. I can tell you all day God has something special for you. But you can make choices that will move you back from what he's promised. And so we try to make decisions using wisdom, you know, and just, you know, being guided by our faith and our belief that if we do the right things and good things will happen. So one of the things, the pieces, the, the nuggets that I try to give them these little life nuggets, you can have one offer or you can have 30 plus offers, but you can only choose one school. And only that one school that you start, that's a part of your your destiny, your God-given destiny. So don't even think about the number. Now you got to narrow it down to the quality. And, you know, if if it aligns with your values, if it, you know, Justice wants to be pre-med, wants to be a neurosurgeon. Actually, he has two goals. And that's our conversation with when he was being recruited. My son has two heavy goals. He wants to play professional football and he wants to be a neurosurgeon. Oh, that's heavy. I couldn't do it, you know. So I mean, are you, thing, how right? can you help NFL him? NFL career, neurosurgeon. Yes. Most people yes. would never get one. <laughs> yes. And, and, and so the thing was, as his parents, like, okay, I'm going to believe in you. And not only that, you know, I started researching and 
from when he first started talking about it, maybe back in ninth grade. Okay, Myron Rawls played for the Tennessee Titans and he's a neurosurgeon, right? So it's been done. And even if, and and this is how I try to sow into justice, even if Myron Rawls never did it, Justice Finkley will. And so just giving him that, you know, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Now you need to go somewhere where they believe it as well. So if a school wasn't trying to tap into his vision for his, his, those big, those heavy goals, then that's not for you. Um, how did he make that decision? One is, um, I think as a family, we appreciated those programs that understood that people come with context. These kids come with context. Um, my husband would always tell Justice, you let them know you do more than bang your head on a Friday night. You do more than that. And I heard somebody say, make them know your name. That's exactly my husband's mantra. Justice, make them know your name. And so the thing is, it's okay. So Justice wanted to make sure that he had a healthy balance. He calls it books and balls. And he wanted a healthy balance of football and a healthy balance of, you know, football at a high level and academics at a high level, right? And so the University of Texas, come on. There's no bigger stage. <laughs> there's no bigger platform. You know, there's no bigger program, in my opinion. And we've seen a lot of programs start to come, then the University of Texas, th- then the Longhorn brand. And then when you talk about a school that I think the last number is 6% acceptance rate, you know, so you're talking about high level academics. And so the, the balance there. And then you had a co- head coach and a staff that spoke to us as a family in terms of what we believed, um, understood that he came with context and they, they know his dreams. They know what he's about. It was a win-win situation for us. And he made his decision. He had a checklist and because he's very intentional, very cerebral. He had a checklist. And even when I went to Texas, I, I spoke with Coach Sock and I'll share this. I said, now that I'm here, there are some things I didn't even know I needed on my list that are here at Texas. So we had the list and then when we got there, it was like, oh, <laughs> this is important and it's here. So, um, you know, he thought about it. It wasn't a rush decision. He had some great offers. He was recruited. Um, just very appreciative of the, of the programs that recruited him, especially the final programs that he, you know, it was a hard decision, but he went with, he stuck true to, this is where I want to be because they, they're, they're feeding into my future, into my destiny as to what I want. So I, I know that it was a destiny decision, you know, so. I love yeah. hearing that. So a destiny decision, like that's a destiny me, decision. Girl, like that's the marketable thing, right? It is a destiny mm-hmm. decision. I absolutely, I, I love that so much. All uh, right. So yeah. Yolanda, so Chantrell's been here a minute and they went through the transition. April, her family's new to the Texas and you just, your family just went through the coaching change too. A little bit newer on campus, a couple years in. When we, we've talked on, offline about this too, but what kind of advice do you give, not just to your son who's going through, who went through a coaching change, but maybe other young athletes who, who committed to a university, that, not on, of their own doing, but now there's a new coaching staff in what do you tell kids in general, athletes in general, about the transfer portal? You know, that shiny, beautiful transfer portal out there where the grass might be, may or may not be greener on the other side. What advice do you have to families who have that kind of change that they weren't expecting? I think the biggest thing right now is student athletes 
need to develop some patience. Everybody wants to run. And it looks good because the, NC, the way the NCAA has set up the transfer portal, it's very deceiving. I see kids and student athletes go into the portal and have no place to go. And, you know, now you've created some animosity with your current program. And they say, yeah, you're welcome back. But the point is, you know, I see it. It happened today. Uh, I seen a student athlete from LSU went to um, uh, sign with Arkansas today or he's on campus. But I think our kids got to develop some patience because here's why you got to build the foundation. Everybody's looking to play. And I'll be the first to say, I don't think my son's ready. He was ready for division one football. He has to build that. You know, some kids can come in and beat their chest and hey, great. And some kids got to come in and learn and understand the system and, you know, put on weight and you got to develop. Develop is important. Absolutely. And I, in my recruiting process, I clearly ask, don't put my child out there and he's not ready because that's a, that could be tragic for him. It, it, it can be a confidence killer um, him not understanding, not him not knowing what he's doing. Kids have to develop. And they think it's, you know, the high school level that they're playing at. And this is how it's going to be on a division one level. It doesn't work that way. You know, I, and <laughs> I was getting it from both ends as a single parent. Literally, all three of my kids have been recruited. My, my, my eighth grader has been offered since fifth grade. <laughs> None of that means a hill of beans to me. All y'all looking at is the size of my children. <laughs> That's just me. That's fine. Like stroke their ego, but I know what it's about at the end of the day. So we need to learn. We have to teach our kids. They have to stand for something. Quit falling for anything. You want to run to this. You want to run to that. And <laughs> I'm probably the worst one in my household because, you know, I, I try to be a parent and I try to build a relationship. And I thank God I have walked, stepped away from collegiate coaching so I can build a better relationship with my children and I'm not coaching 24 hours a day, but I do, I still do, but <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I do work on my relationship with them and I have a really good relationship with them, but they know when I veer off to coaching and what I want to say about this transfer portal, I, I believe we setting some of our kids up because they don't understand. They still got to go there and compete. You still got to go in there and prove something. And, and why not do it where you're at? You're in jeopardy of losing hours. I can really start preaching here, but I'm not going to. Um, you're going to lose hours. You're going to a different state. It sets your, your clock back. Um, you're not going to graduate when you thought you were. And so, and you know, on the other hand, I say like the bonds they've had a lot of success with the transfer portal so it's not you know I just I want people to total, look at the the whole situation holistically before you make that decision you know are your hours going to transfer I know everybody's anxious to get to the field but if you're not ready you need to develop you need to grow so you know <laughs> it is tough and um I, I just I don't agree with it, but it may come a time where I have to evaluate it. So, you know, it's there. 
I'm not totally against it. I just wish that um, more of our student athletes were better educated about it. There you That's, go. Well, there you I go. love that. I, again, that take to me is perfect. You know, there are so many different ways for it to go. And the transfer portal can be a wonderful thing. It can also be kind of a curse, right? And I, yes. I love the idea that we've talked about here. Educate yourselves, research, Correct. understand Correct. what it really means. You know, what, what is it going to take to hop into that transfer portal and move around? What does it mean to right. stay at the school that you're at? What are the benefits? Like it's, it's, a, it's a cost benefit analysis, right? I, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. And, and, I, and I love it. Um, just a quick note, y'all. We just had the lovely Nikki jump in. Thank you for joining us. Hi, ladies. Oh. Hi, ladies. Right. Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. I love it with Nikki. Oh, Hold on. Yeah. So we've got we've got Nikki here, y'all. Hey. So you know her uh, online as the real Mama Flash. She is here to bring some greatness. We all love Zay. We saw what this kid did as a true freaking freshman. He's breaking all kinds of records. <clears throat> He's bringing the heat. But you know what, y'all? So is Mama Flash. So Nikki, so thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. We really appreciate you jumping in. We know you're Pacific time. So you're, <laughs> you're, you're just getting home from work. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I freaked out when I saw the text and she's like, are you having trouble? And I'm like, I might be having trouble. Like, are you <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have asked. I always ask because of course I'm behind. So thanks for letting me join late ladies. I appreciate it. No. Okay, so this is Xavier Worthy's mama, and she's joining us. So we have Chantrell Jameson, we have April Finkley, we have Yolanda Broughton, and we have Miss Nicole. Welcome. Thank you so much. 